Hello, welcome to episode 9 of our baseball podcast. It's been a while uh, since our, what was it, what was the last one? It was the opening day. Yeah, must have been. But the, the actual opening day, wasn't it, rather than the... Rather than the Japanese opening day. So it was like three weeks ago, I suppose. Yeah, that's not really ideal, is it? That's not, no. we've not done well there. But we are actually sitting in the same room for one, for <laughs> once. So, um, I don't know. This this may be worse or better than usual. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Good luck finding out. Yeah. Let us know how bad it is. Um. Anyway, I, gu- I guess it's not so much a problem that we've taken so long because it's sort of you can't really say that much, can you? Like really early in the season. But we're sort of getting to the point where there's starting to be like some actual issues and some like actually the actual stuff actually starts to mean stuff a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of yeah. The first week or so is just lots of very funny batting lines, isn't it? People slugging three thousand and that sort of thing. But even the, like the league leaders are starting to look a bit more normal yeah. and stuff. Is get is getting there at least. I think a few people are still batting like yeah, yeah but, 400 but yeah but even at this point I think what the um you know really stupid uh batting stats and stuff start to mean stuff a bit more yeah it's like well like um people that are on like 10 home runs at the moment that means that they're quite likely to hit like 30 or something yeah at least like they're, they're on pace to hit a lot yeah, well, like, Jock Pedersen's got eight. Jose Altuve obviously had that streak of hitting them, and he's got seven. It's like, yeah. Jose Altuve hits yeah, that's... 35 home runs or something ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, once you've hit that many at this stage, it's not that ridiculous, is it? You don't actually have to hit them at that much of a rate to um to get a really good number. No. No, that's true. Um, So where should we start? Should we go do something about some teams? Some teams, yeah. Okay, which teams? Uh, the AL East, perhaps. All of it. Well, the Rays being five and a half games ahead of anyone. Yeah. Whereas the Yankees and Red Sox are terrible start, aren't they? Yeah, and the Rays have had a ridiculously good start. Um, the Yankees actually don't have any players anymore, which I is part of the problem. Quite a, um, that's potentially quite like one of the best ways the division could have started in terms of it being close late in the year because it's everyone expecting the Yankees and the Red Sox to be a bit better than the Rays but they basically have a bit of a head start yeah that's quite nice it's quite possible it's an actual three team race now yeah um, and the, the Red Sox is like it's not just being super unlucky either I mean like everything has been bad i think we said in our preview it was going to be a bit worse but i didn't really expect them to be six and twelve no there is chris sale isn't it there's been like a big disappointment i think it's part of it yeah and basically well they didn't do anything to the bullpen they yeah. lost their two best relievers and didn't add anyone really and uh, well, Rafael Devers hasn't started well, who I think we spoke about as well. Um, yeah. Eduardo Nunez's OPS plus is currently five. 
That's uh, that's that's not good. Um, when you look at the the stats, the lineup though, it's not. I mean, there's a couple of guys that have really started quite badly, but there's not. It doesn't seem like it's underperforming hugely. Because you also got a few no. guys that are doing really well. Yeah, well, JD and, and Xander Bogarts have started really well. I guess it's than... just. Yeah, I guess it's just like. I don't know. I mean, the pitching is the pitching's the big issue at the moment. And yeah, the fact that the starting pitchers aren't getting any outs, and I, then I, they don't have a bullpen well, to bail them out. Well, we were talking about in the season, weren't we? The, like this stage of season, or even earlier, some stuff that stuff that means stuff and stuff that doesn't like mean anything. Yeah. Of like, even when it's like such a small um, sample. If there's something that sort of backs up something um, that you'd half expected pre-season, it means something. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the time, I don't know, like... Um, oh, I'm trying to think of an example now. This isn't good. But y you know what I mean. Something that's just random probably doesn't mean anything at this point in the season. But it's like, oh, we didn't really expect that. So it just came out of nowhere. A lot of the time it's just going to be, yeah, that's just going to regress back to normal well like um like uh tim beckham isn't it yeah he's had that ridiculous start it's like he's never been any signs of him being that good he had like a hot few months once a couple of years ago i think but it's like he's never been that player and he's, he's played quite a bit and it's just no one expected him to be really good it's like i don't think it really means anything he's probably just in a, he's probably going to go hitless for like a month yeah he's just really. had his he's just had like the probably the best run of his career yeah. And because it's at the start of a season, you take it more seriously than you do if it's in the middle of the season. Yeah, if you do that in July, it's just like it, it gives you stats a little boost. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look really ridiculous? Whereas now his his OPS yeah. is nine nine eight at the moment. But, like, but anyway, basically the point with that when with the um, the Red Sox pitching is that well the bullpen particularly is sort of kind of expected that to not be very good. I mean, you look at the names in it. They're not particularly impressive, are they? No. Like, you, if you were to, like, just, just look at the names of all the ballpens at the start of the year, it looks like one of the weaker ones in the majors, to be honest. Yeah. So them starting badly, I think, means quite a lot. It means that, yeah, they're actually not good. Like, people expected. Yeah, and the whole rotation, I mean, David Price has been okay, but all of the rotation being, like, rubbish Yeah, is quite concerning. Yeah, this... Because they mean, don't have depth, yeah. as far as I know. I, they don't, don't, no, have... I don't think they do, do they? They've basically got, like, a set five guys, which are meant to all be pretty good. The thing with that is, like, so what I'd say in that story is they're not all going to be, like, terrible for the whole no, year obviously well obviously well i think that they're obviously all going to recover a bit but also at the same time it's like you look at some of them like well like rick porcello i think yeah he's basically since he won the cy young he's just not been that good yeah and it's sort it's of just... like maybe he's going to be a bit worse this year and it's like not that ridiculous no this no and then it's like yeah a bit worse suddenly takes him from yeah, he got 17 wins last year. Well, yeah, no one cares. Yeah, like she was on a really good like team. 4.5 URL, so that doesn't. Like the start of the year, that didn't seem that unexpected. Yeah. yeah, well, and it's like we said about making up for your numbers. 
because he's started this badly, to get his ERA back down to 4.5, he needs to be good for a bit. Yeah. So you just end up with your work cut out um, on your season's numbers. And I'm like, it's, it's quite, like, tricky to know what's going to happen with them because I'm, I'm not exactly jumping on the, yeah, they're going to be under 500 and rubbish. But these are, like, real games they've got to try and make up. Yeah, they've not got huge... Um... Huge prospect depth either up there, I don't think. They no. seem to have a few like corner infielders. Seems to be like their top prospects corner infielders. Michael Chavez is the main one. So I guess they could like some of those could come up and try and spot a lineup, but that's not the problem, is it really? The lineup is could be doing better, but it's like it's not But being seven and a half games back on the Rays, yeah. I thought the Red Sox and the Rays weren't going to be a million miles apart this year. No. And already it's... being that far behind them is well, very much it's the thing. other side of the weather stuff means something, like you know, in terms of trends the rest of the season, like player performance-wise. But there's all the other side of it is um, when teams are that far behind or teams get that far ahead. Like being twelve and four gives the Rays quite a lot of cushion already. Like they can afford at some point in the season to have a bad run and still be yeah comfortable. <laughs> the miles above five hundred already. Yeah. Well, a bit like with the Mariners, it's sort of like people. Some people expect them to be really, really bad. The fact they've already won thirteen games sort of means it's, they'd have to be really, really bad now to be like, to be as bad as everyone thought. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people um, wrongly put them in the pot of we'll probably lose a hundred. Yeah, and it's now like well, they're, they're quite a long way to not doing that already. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I can't do the maths quick enough in my head to think about how many they'd actually have to what the record would have to be but it'd have to be terrible it'd have to be well they'd have to lose 94 from here so that's like dreadful 30 odd 30, 30 something in 94 yeah that's, that seems unlikely they they could they could be sneaky Sneaky competitive. I think it's, well, obviously this hot start helps with it. It's quite possible they're the second best team in their division just because the rest of the division is kind of messy. Yeah. I I quite like their um, their team, actually, the more, more I think about it. The lineup particularly is pretty... Um, that there's, there's, you look at this, quite a lot of upside. Like There's a chance that they get bounce backs and stuff from certain guys like Edwin and Jay Bruce Jay Bruce with his 8 home runs and 11 total hits yeah that's the good stuff combined with like um, combined with the young guys and stuff yeah like breakouts and stuff that, that seem to be happening they could have actually have like a really deep lineup there yeah it would be be quite fun if they were good. It's always quite interesting when someone's good when everyone thought they were going to be rubbish, I think. Yeah. Who else has been interesting so far? Um, I think Christian Yelich has been semi-interesting. Yeah, well, he's just been really, really good, hasn't he, again? Because he seems to be Barry Bonds now, which is a turn of events. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he's... As good when he's not playing against the Cardinals, seeing as he just seems to hit home runs against them. Yeah, he's um. 
I mean, that's quite uh, quite surprised by how good he's been, to be honest. Because that that combined with the second half of last year sort of suggests that you know maybe maybe he is this good now. Yeah, maybe it is like maybe he's going to win back to back MVPs. Maybe it's like Mike Trout followed by Betts and Yelich. Maybe that is that is baseball now. Yeah, or maybe it's, well, maybe after this year, maybe Yelich is going to be considered better than Betts. That would be quite mental, wouldn't it? Partly because I I didn't really see this carrying on. I thought he just had like that absolutely yeah. otherworldly second half. Yeah, I really moves. liked him before that that second half, but I just didn't think he was quite this good. Like, he was just, like, a really good all-round outfielder. Like, a five-tall outfielder, but without not having, like, huge power and stuff. But he now seems to just be hitting, like, huge home, huge amount of home runs. Yeah. I mean, it... Like I, I just got his line-up from last year. It's just absurd. 36 home runs with a 3-2-6 batting average. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that is, um... That's like all-time great year sort of stuff, isn't it? See, he falls he falls into that bracket of um, it means something. I think. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that he's going to be a, a 1.2 OPS guy, um, but it definitely means something to me because it's because I really thought I didn't think he was going to be like bad. I thought like he may well still be an all-star, but I definitely didn't think he was going to be like this this sort of monstrous no. power hitter who's hitting for average and like a gold glove defender and stuff like genuinely best non-trout player in baseball good yeah i know it's really that quite something isn't it that uh, yeah that that's definitely one that means something but uh, like at the same time you'd say like that the rest of their lineup being not very good i'd don't think really means that much at the moment. No. Or apart from well, apart from maybe like the Aguilar thing, I've not really looked at everyone else's more advanced numbers that deeply. But the Aguilar thing, the fact that he's like stopped striking out and stopped hitting the ball hard, kind of suggests he's for some reason he's changed something, which has yeah. made him worse. Yeah, like he stopped being good at the thing he was good at. I mean, yeah, no home runs so far this year, which is like if if he was just striking incredible. out and not hitting the ball yet, I'd sort of say yeah, maybe maybe because his approach is still the same. It's just he's not he's yet to make contact much. Yeah, but when he makes contact, they're still going to go over yeah, the ball. Yeah, but the, he's like making loads and loads of contact, just really weak contact. Yeah, sort of, that suggests for some reason he's changed something. Um. And I don't know why. Doesn't because basically he was really good. Like he broke out last year, didn't he? Yeah. After just being like a sort of nothing player for most of his career. Yeah, his exit velocity is like marginally above average now. Yeah. Which uh, that that's just not it, is it? That's not gonna. Had the league in sacrifice flies last year. That's what you want. That's, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Brewers are... Well, he's, like, really big for them. Because, obviously, Yelich and, and Kane got all the stuff because they arrived last year. But he was, yeah. like, as sneaky as you can be with 100 RBIs and 
35 yeah, I, frame runs. He, he was sneakily, like, obviously so without important. Without that breakout, oh, yeah, I don't think they would, they would have been as good. Yeah, the other thing is that Grandal is absolutely crushing the ball, which is quite cool. Yeah, uh, meanwhile, uh, if anyone's listened to horror podcasts about Real Muto, just digging into Real Muto over and over again. <laughs> I, think he, I think he hit two home runs last night, though. Oh, did he? But that was when... That was when the Mets had just like blown the game before they even gotten out. So I'm, no, let's good. pretend that didn't happen. I mean, well, his stats are still are looking like just about average. That's like an absolutely bang average hitter at the moment. His stat line. So that suggests that before that he was doing very badly. Um, which he was, wasn't he? I mean, Jorge Alfaro's OPS is eight seven nine. Just put out there. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can read that on on the website. Yeah, the trade. There are too many articles about Jorge Alfaro in a possibly slightly obsessive way. Yeah, but I think that's um, the big that's the big one for this season. Like um, last year with your uh, Eric Hosmer and New Darvish takes. Yeah, this one's I've stuck myself to the Jorge Alfaro mast, and I'm not. Yeah, Jorge Alf- basically Jorge Alfaro is going to be better than Real Muto this year. Yeah, possibly. It's a good. It's been a good start for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not that confident. It'll definitely be better. Although I think he, or Alfaro might have been really bad defensively. I mean, I've not really watched him um, much, but I think his war like terrible. I think so. That's not point two, but like, that's not that's pretty bad for his bang line. It's, yeah, the, it sounds like he's just been really bad at fielding. The Marlins haven't started that well, have they? Actually, no, not at all. I didn't realise quite how bad that was. Four and fourteen is is properly terrible. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not that surprising since they've had a lot of divisional games so far. But but that is that's like, crap. That is like well, yeah. That, that, I think that, like that definitely means something, doesn't it? They're actually going to lose 120 everyone games. Everyone's expecting it to be really bad, and they're yep, really they're bad. possibly even worse than everyone thought. Yeah. Um, this that's just not that's not is, is it? I mean, they've got um, so they've got Lewis Brinson, who's just not really hitting the ball yet either. I think he started. I think he started making content hasn't he like well he's made uh, some contact I think he's had some good exit velocities or something yeah he's hit the ball hard a few times it's just not consistently it's just his, yeah at some point you do have to convert into actually getting on base I suppose um, the, yeah I guess we don't need to talk about the Marlins too much it's just like no not after the they're rubbish the end the preview thing we must talk to about for ages yeah yeah, they're not that they're interesting, are they? time to talk about the interesting ones. All right, what, what else? Um, the Padres, they're semi-interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose they're interesting. What, what? Um, yeah, good start-ish. But not incredible start. Fernando Tatis is cool. Yeah, I, yeah. He's hit a few home runs. Um, but they've also got this, like, it's, an, it's a good start. They lost the last three. Before that, it was like a really good start. 
but you're already like well, they're level with the Dodgers. They've not got like the Rays have got where they've built up a barrier. No, and like you can afford to yeah slump at some point. In that uh, yeah, I guess in that sense it's sort of it, it doesn't mean much because they're not it's not a brilliant start. But I, I suppose basically the fact that Tatis is already hitting. Well, and Paddock huge. Paddock's had a couple yeah, of decent starts. Yeah, Paddock's been really good as well. It's basically the the start of the uh, the prospects and stuff coming through. Is going quite well, and I think they've well. Um, actually, Framel Reyes stats are actually a bit better now, but he he was really been really unlucky, hadn't he? Yeah, I think he's still, even though his stats are actually looking pretty good now, he's still been slightly unlucky compared to like expected numbers. Basically, they've um, their team's numbers are actually really good, aren't they? They're even better than I thought they were. Um, and Hunter, Rem their their outfield situation is really interesting. I think. Okay, really interesting is possibly pushing it for most people, but they've just got so many of them. It seems really inefficient to have all of them there. Yeah. Um, that they should probably trade one of them somewhere. I don't know what for. Yeah, I don't know which ones because a lot of them are sort of relatively unproven, aren't they? Yeah. But they they're all like toolsy and well, yeah, the, like flashes pretty much so it's kind of the problem and I, this is basically what I said about it last year was Eric Hosmer has actually started badly again this year yeah um, Will Myers because the money is on and he is just a really good hitter has taken a corner outfield spot yeah semi-permanently at least um, and so he's kind of a candidate to get traded but he's also like he's your one of your best hitters do you want to trade him anyway but he's then blocking sort of like you can only get two others in then obviously yeah and you've got Cordero and Reyes and Renfro Margot basically it comes back a bit to they didn't need to sign Hosmer genuinely it's like and it's especially now when they've got McCarda and Taxes come through and stuff they really don't need Hosmer because at the moment he looks what like the fourth or best fifth uh, best hit in the lineup at best yeah, and it's it's sort of, and he's playing first base. Well, the Mercado thing also like adds the logjam. Obviously, you still sign Manny Mercado, but like they can't even put Myers at third now. They no. just so they've got and to have him in the, in the outfield, is he? Yeah, so they've got this not good defensive outfielder who's a good enough hitter. They want to put him in the team anyway, and he's on money, so they're not going to bench him. Yeah, there's them blocking guys. Well, like Cordero, who've got this like ridiculous upside. Yeah, and Hunter Renfro, like. Basically, can't play. They can't play like all of Myers, Margot, Reyes, Renfro, and Cordero is the problem, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I think they've possibly even got a couple of others that are um, half decent in the minors at the moment. I think they might do. It's just a, it's weird for a team in such a good spot. I guess you like you, there's always the you can't have too many good players argument, but you kind of can. It's not about having good players. It's like if you name their best team right now, I don't think Eric Hosmer's in it. No. And that that situation might be worse. Like the way he's looking, I mean, I don't just mean this year, last year as well. It's quite possible that the start of next year it's like Hosmer is like a first baseman specialist on the bench. Or should yeah, be. He I mean, won't be. Well, because Myers has been hitting as well as him. Basically, it's 
it's may probably possibly not the sort of deal that's going to stop them from being because they're in such a good situation but it definitely like hurts them doesn't it yeah it sort of gets in the way it's like it's they could be more efficient with the way they're using their players and he's stopping them from basically developing players in the most efficient way and getting the best production out of people and stuff yeah Oh, that was it, Travis Jankowski. Oh, yeah. He got him as well. He's on the disabled list. Um, so, also, in the NOS, there's the Rockies being bad. They lost a series to the Giants. That's how bad they are. Yeah, they've, they've won two um, since then, haven't they? Well, including one of the Giants games. They've won three since then. Have they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. being the Padres actually oh so that, that kind of explains some of the but yeah there's the turnaround um, no no Ronaldo seems to have started hitting which yeah. is handy to be honest though as well they've actually got a lot of injuries yeah they've started yeah. with a lot of injuries similar to the uh, to the uh, Yankees well, they, yeah it's quite ridiculous it sort of makes that. it difficult to judge anything about them but it's the um the pitching has not been quite so good as last year yet. And that was sort of... Weirdly for the Rockies, that was their biggest strength last year was the rotation. Um, but basically, Carlfield and Chad Bettis have struggled quite a bit. And they sort of... Yeah. But I think they're going to bounce back. It's, I, don't, I think that's one in the category of doesn't mean anything yet. Apart, apart from obviously the games, they are behind already. But because, yeah. because no one in that division has had like a flying start and it's going to be so close, it's sort of not such a big deal. Yeah, they're only four and a half back, aren't they? Like when you play in your division teams, you, that's, they can turn that around relatively quickly. It's just a question of, the, I guess, the injuries, like not only like when they return but how good they are when they return yeah. are they going to need time in the minors sort of thing uh but that's that's sort of just like massive unknowns sort of almost yeah not worth considering at the moment i don't really know basically i don't really know about the injuries much no it's impossible to know everything about every team but basically basically they've got a lot of their well Dahl and daniel murphy sort of expected to be I sort of expected them to be maybe their like third and fourth best tiers yeah second and fourth or something this year so that's a massive loss straight away and Chris Leonetta's also injured Tell you what, I, was, I was expecting to take quite a lot of bombs at uh, cause well like everyone does but he's hit quite a lot of homes before hasn't he yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're just. There's really is it's difficult to judge until they get those guys back. But also, you know, if those guys um, don't come back well or out for a while or whatever, then it, that might be significant. Because yeah. they are very weakened at the moment. And the prospects haven't really stepped up have they any of them that were all exciting a couple of years ago haven't none of them really broken through like McMahon's injured isn't he at the moment no well 
Dahl before he got injured it was off to a really uh, really hot start. Yeah. After finally getting a starting job. But for some reason, he's playing left and Desmond's playing centre, which I don't really understand at all. Absolutely peak Rockies. That That is peak Rockies. Yeah, like why isn't he in Desmond? Why is he in Desmond still playing? Even. It's baffling, isn't it? Garrett Hampson's not started well, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. But that's, that's again, it's sort of a... He, he didn't play that much last year, like, at all, did he? No. So it's, he's almost, like, he's just starting out in the majors. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit of... You don't really trust that things are going to work out with the Rockies more than you might at another team, I think. No, yeah, they, they seem just one of those that seem to have a, um, a knack for just messing things up. Yeah, and that that's a bit concerning. When it starts going wrong, it's likely going to go more wrong. Yeah. It feels like. Um, how about the Cubs? What do you reckon about the Cubs? Um, don't know. I don't know yet, really. And they've recovered from that like horrendous stuff at the start, haven't they? At least. Yeah, it's still not looking brilliant, though, is it? It's... No, but wow. I wasn't high on them before the season. No, but it's the um, yeah, it's basically all down to the bullpen, wasn't it? I think a lot of it early on. But it's, well, and also it's the the rotation, which you're looking at the names looks really strong. Because it would have been five years ago. Yeah, pretty much. But it's like, they're, yeah, they're all old now. Like, you Darvish was throwing really hard the other day, wasn't he? Yeah, but not at the strike zone. Yeah, 7.6 walks per nine. So it's like, well, that's... He's basically, yeah, since he been, went to the Cubs, he's been really bad, doesn't he? So it's... Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it seemed like they needed relievers in the off-season and they chose not to spend any money. Similar to the uh, to the uh, Red Sox, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, John Lester being unavailable is a bit of a thing, I suppose. Yeah, but even he, I don't going to be that good this year. No, they just I mean, don't. He's just, he's, he's just a little bit past it. Like, it's They've gone solid, for having, but... from, for going, ha having five okay pitches, which sort of makes sense. But I think if you're going to do that, you give them a short leash and you have a deep bullpen and then you don't have that. Yeah, but it's just basically I'm... like the um, like the Brewers. Because really, the the like quality of these starting pitches aren't any better than like the Brewers rotation now. No, they're just, they're names. just bigger names. They've done yeah. stuff in the past. I think quite a few of those cases like quite a long time ago yeah. when they were actually dominant. Um, and that it's just a strange roster construction I mean the lineup could be amazing like maybe well but... go, going back to the uh, the real Muto all the catcher talk and stuff in the off season Wilson Contreras has started pretty well yeah started a lot better than real Muto <laughs> um, but yeah the, the, the lineup has the potential to just be ridiculously good because like Brian and Rizzo have started slowly which I don't know how much you really want to read into that Schwab has not started brilliantly, and it's just like that. They've still got Baez and Contreras being really good. Jason Hayward started well. I mean, that's not going to continue. Yeah. But... I think that yeah, the Hayward thing doesn't mean anything because he is. 
I, I don't, I think if I was to pitch any player to have like a, a random breakout season or like a bounce back season or whatever you want to call it for him, I think he'd be like right at the bottom of my list. Yeah. Basically, he's, he's not been good offensively since he was 25 years old. Yeah. He's now like 29. Yeah, he turns 30 midway through this season. He's, that was a I mean, long time ago. <laughs> I mean, like he's, I don't—he's he's not quite as good defensively as he used to be either. He's just, yeah, just slowly decaying. <laughs> Since he's been to the Cubs, pretty, at the Cubs, pretty much. It's, what one of the what, that's a pretty bad contract, I think, the when they gave that out. Yeah, that was woeful. But the, I think the Chris Bryant thing does mean stuff. I think that maybe does mean something. I mean, the way, I mean, you've got to wait a bit longer because, well, he's only, it's like oh, he's only just come back from injury and all that stuff. And he, yeah, you've probably got to give him a bit more time. But I don't know where was it we saw this. It's about the um, the shoulder injury. shoulder injury stuff. Yeah, he's not been hitting the ball hard. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yet, which is a concern is but I'd give it a while yet with someone like him I think yeah but I mean he basically he was out for ages last year wasn't he, he had the whole off season and generally I think I know like if he's if he's going to be good and like get back to hitting the ball hard again you'd expect him to heart, start doing that like pretty soon yeah, otherwise it suggests there's still something wrong yeah so I mean I, I may, I maybe they're going to find out he's He's, this is going to be another injury-disrupted season. He's going to end up sitting out again later in the year. Or it's a more permanent thing, and he's just he's not, not going like to be the same player again. Yeah, but I think both of those things are possible. I'd give it a while before I make a judgment. I, but that's the first time I actually looked at his, his advanced stuff, and that is not good. How bad is it? The savant. Yes, it is. It's not great. Hard hit percentage, 23rd percentile. Yeah, that's quite bad for that sort of hitter, isn't it? Exit velocity, 47th percentile. Expected slug, 36th percentile. Yeah, I suppose it's not horrendous. Like It's not bottom or anything, but it's not... Yeah, it's not it's, like he's got to retire this week, but... But yeah, you'd expect him to be near the top. Like 70th yeah. or something like that, I suppose. At least, really. Um, but yeah, they've, they gave out a massive contract. To, well, not massive. They gave out an extension to David Botes, well, didn't they? Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I, 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 well, again, I've not really watched him that much or anything. I don't really know, like, if he's a good defender and stuff. Yeah, you always look, you always look at numbers, but they don't usually tell you that much, especially for bench guys. Um, defensive numbers, but yeah, it sort of it seems like it may have been for that walk-off grand slam last year. <laughs> I don't know. It's, he just seems just, like it, a, a, a sort of a random just benched guy. It was the most. Um, it was the most surprising of the extensions. Most of them were very predictable. I mean, the numbers in them were surprising, perhaps. But, like, 
his one just seemed to be like, why? Like, does he matter that much? That that if he suddenly doesn't, I mean, they've not committed a huge amount of money to him, but in 2024 they're going to be paying him five million dollars. Like, isn't he like relatively replaceable? I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was I really puzzling. I I guess it might be they just wanted to keep all their guys together. Yeah, it seems like it's that sort of thing. Um, because they don't a, a big market sort of move that's just uh, we keep our players if we want our guys yeah it's not but then the trouble is they're not behaving like a big market with the other stuff and I I think it's well I think maybe it, I think maybe so they are it's sort of a bit of the um, sort of, I don't know maybe, maybe sort of arrogance in a way if they kind of thought they don't have to change that they, they won it relatively recently but even since they won the World Series, I feel like like baseball's changed a huge amount. I think and they're like, basically not adjusting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, well, like the stuff Andrew Miller was doing in that postseason. Yeah. Was sort of not quite revolutionary, but close to it. Yeah, that was. Wow! Look at this guy coming now, in early. Now there's quite a lot of people doing that sort of stuff. He's not just pitching in the ninth inning, even though he's really good. Wow. Yeah. And then. Well, they changed... the Mets did the other day as well, isn't it? Yeah, but they lost the game, didn't they, I think? They yeah. lost the game. Well, they definitely forced the run in. But, um, it's, it's... but that's just like, that seems so antiquated now. Yeah. Like you say, and I think the teams that are still functioning on that way look stupid. Yeah, exactly. Unless, unless you are sort of... Well, unless you're the Yankees and you've got, you're such a big name got so much money that it doesn't matter you just have like a really good rotation and the best bullpen well the thing with the the best lineup is just yeah they, but the thing with their really bullpen like... management though is that theirs is a bit different because if they go right we're just going to do one inning each they have so many good relievers it doesn't matter is it's like no they bring in their fourth or fifth best reliever for high leverage runners on get two outs you don't think, oh, that was stupid. You should have brought in Batanzas necessarily. It's like, well, that guy was still really, really good. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's, there's basically there's, there's a limited amount you can read into stuff so far, isn't there? But it is, um, it's shaping up. I you can still give it a go, can't you? You can still just randomly read into certain things. Yeah. But if they fit your preseason narrative. Yeah. And that's quite a good rule to have of something you expected to happen before, and then uh, and then it's happening. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's that means it. That's that means what that I means wanted. I was right. Yeah. Basically. That's basically what we've been doing. The best thing so far this season, though, is that Mike Trout has been struck out five times and walked sixteen times. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? You know, he doesn't lead the majors in walks. Do you want me to guess who it is? Yeah, I guess. Um, they're tied with him, by the way. They're tied with sixteen. Yep. Oh, this is gonna be really hard, isn't it? Um. Uh, it, it, it's not actually Christian Yelich, is it? Because basically, people haven't got that far yet. Although he, he might catch up with them soon. No, it's not Christian Yelich. Basically, that's stupid, isn't it? What? Always been hitting. Yeah. People should just be walking him. Yeah. At the moment. Um. Uh. 
All right. Um, is it someone that's had a hot start, or have they just been walking? Have they they've started quite well, but they've not like got many headlines. Just like throw some names out there. This this isn't going well. Okay. Um, um, uh, uh, Justin Turner. No. The guy tied with Trout and the guy who is third with 15 walks play for the same team. Does that help? Paul Goldschmidt. No. What is that in either of them? He's no. Yeah, he's not the Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, 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 Domingo Santana. No. Uh, JD Marnes. No. Um, uh, Carl Santana. No, he's joint fourth. With... No. Is it is it possible? Is there yeah, any chance I'm going to guess this? You really should. I'm going. This is boring me now. So let's okay, stop. Um, it's okay, the Phillies. It's Bryce Harper and Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon's like surprising. They but they are. McCutcheon has 16 and Harper has 15. Okay. Well, that was pretty poor for me then. Yeah, yeah I agree. It was. Should yeah. we end there now? Yeah, let's end on that slowly embarrassing okay. note for you. Um, but I guess we're not. We might not do another one for a, a week or two. Yeah, probably Again. not. But um, oh well. Hopefully, some interesting stuff happens. Like um, yeah, like some some perfect games or something fun. What you say, there's not much to say about a perfect game, is there really? Yeah, it was just it was cool. It was good. Yeah, that's it. But anyway, yeah. Look out for the next one, if you want to. Or don't. Bye.